Come on in. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. The listening is fine. We're glad that you are joining us. The us being the guy over there. Well, Bill, I guess that's me, Wes Lawson. And who is this guy over here? Bill Barty. And Wes, each week we come in to break down four different segments for our listeners. And we are expose the things to do, hopefully, in the Carolina outdoors and talk to people that are making things happen in the Carolina outdoors. And it's always hard to ignore the obvious. And when we are in late July, heading for early August quickly, it's hard to ignore the heat that is out there. It is, but you know, we're lucky at least where we are, Bill, that we aren't the hottest place on the map right now. In fact, far from it. So I don't know about your house, but mine, the air conditioning has been pumping more or less all summer long, but at least we have it. Unlike our friends in Europe, most of those homes do not have air conditioning, but they do have well-insulated homes for those cold, windy days, but that doesn't help a whole lot when it's 106 degrees in downtown Paris. So if you are heading on one of those trips, we've got some good lightweight, quick-dry clothes to help making standing in line at the Louvre Watching all the mimes pass out make you a little more comfortable for that sort of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's hot. There's no way around that, Bill. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about you know though that the fun topic of of the power of heat yeah. and how we should be aware in the Carolina outdoors as we work and or play. We want you to be safe. In fact, we had an episode that you can listen to highlights of the Carolina outdoors previously where we talked about. How to manage ourselves, which went along with carefully choosing what time of day to get outdoors and also the places that you planned on getting outside. For instance, one of the wonderful places that we have here in the Carolinas is western North Carolina or for that matter, South Carolina where we have well-canopied trees, a little bit more altitude, that you can escape some of the heat. In fact, sometimes the temperatures can be 10 to even 20 degrees less than what we're having here in Charlotte. Well, you know, usually this time of time of year, Bill, we talk about lower stream levels because it's been hot and we've been in a drought and how to fish those lower streams. But so far, water levels have been high and in some cases dangerously high because most of our area has had heavy consistent rain so it's a bit of a conundrum getting out there right now Um, but you definitely want to check the forecast before you go there are some areas you know Linville Gorge historically has been one of those places where if you don't like the weather wait a little while they used to always have kind of one o'clock on the dot rainstorms Uh, We've had a lot of that lately, so it does change what you take with you out there and what to be worried about. So we had Al Conklin talking about lightning. Uh, He talked about flooding, as did Sam Johnson. All good things to think about when you're playing or working outside, whether it's on a ridgeline or in a low-lying area or like we like to do in streams and rivers. So keep that information handy. Yeah, because if you're out there and those thunderstorms bump up there, not only can it change the water levels, as you're mentioning, and our our fish, for the most part, like that, keeping the the water temperatures cooler. And uh, if we're going swimming, we like jumping in cooler water uh, than just that old hot hot water that you can have. We we don't like that. But then going towards... uh, 
lightning and being safe around that. But it brings the question, Wes, and I'm going to ask you this, because um, oftentimes in the summertime, we do not think about this being an important piece of equipment. We all know that comfortable, supportive, protective footwear is always important. That fits us properly, the socks and the shoes and or the boots. We know that. But in your opinion, what is another garment that is very important no matter the time of year because of its ability to protect us? I'm always going to have a rain ca- a rain shell with me no matter what. And it could be a heavy one. It could be a light one. I really, the last number of years, have relied on the same jacket no matter the season as that outer layer. So if it's just a cold, windy day, I put that over top of a mid-weight jacket or even a down jacket. If it's summertime and rainy, it's a good thing to have close by. It has so many uses to help keep you safe, warm, dry, protected. It's just, it's always there. You know, good shoes for me, sunglasses, and that coat are always going to be packed no matter what. So talking about the coat, we talked about footwear and it being fitted. We oftentimes talk about that. But it's funny about that jacket that you mentioned and the being lightweight is important, being compact is important, and you can wear it, as you said, as an outer shell with uh, multiple pieces layered underneath it when it is cooler out. But when it is hot out, it's one of those things that you can just bring out during that thunderstorm. If you're on a hike, if you're in the middle of the lake in a boat, just can't escape the or at a football game or soccer match. Just have it to protect yourself even if you're just in shorts and a t-shirt, yeah. put it on. It will it'll keep you from uh, getting chilled, but it'll also just keep you comfortable. And then when that storm passes, as these summertime boomers are coming through, not boomers as in... Not you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not you. But boomers as in thunder boomers, you put that raincoat on, make your way through it. It is lightweight. It is breathable. It is compact. And then once that has completed, that storm has passed, you can take it off, stuff it in your purse, stuff it in your, well, not our purse, but stuff it in our day pack and uh, stuff it in our golf bag and continue on uh, enjoying the warm weather sports that we're celebrating this time of year. You know, the raindrops in the southeast, I think, are different than anywhere else in the world. When it is a good rain, we have those really thick, heavy, they're like water balloons. You know, they hit hard. If you've been working really hard outside and you're already overheated and we have one of these cool showers come in, at first it's like jumping into an ice bath. And it yeah. may eventually <laughs> feel better, but it can be um, it can be shocking. It can actually cause some physical reactions for some people. And a raincoat can help protect you from that. But what it can also do is it allows you, after the fact, to be more comfortable. We still have a lot of folks who don't believe in you know, lightweight materials that are quick dry as a garment. So if you're out there in a cotton T-shirt, the good old-fashioned Hanes Beefy Tee, and you get soaked in the rain, you're not cooling off later on. You are you are just hot and clammy. There's no real evaporative cooling there. So just take the raincoat. Most take of them have ventilation, so you're not going to overheat. Hey, I want to ask you, can I ask you about uh, misnomers um, with outdoor equipment? I hope that's or. or, or and we have to take a break, but and we're going to talk about Nordic walking. Speaking of travel and getting out there, but I want to ask you, like we're talking about cotton and staying wet. And I had a conversation at Jesse Brown's, Jesse Brown's Outdoors, outfitting some people, 
And the conversation ended up being about wool socks mm. and how the people who were in there did not need wool socks because they were going to use these in the summertime. And what the response was, because it doesn't seem like wool would be appropriate for summer. Maybe we can hold that thought, yeah. come back and talk about wool socks at Jesse Browns and jessebrowns.com in the middle of the hottest days of summer. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty back after this. <laughs> 